Hi, listeners. Dr. Amy Horneman here, aka The Thyroid Fixer and host of The Thyroid Fixer podcast. I'm here to tell you about my experience working with Rachel Varga one-on-one with my skin. I am a self-proclaimed anti-aging skincare addict, and I have spent thousands of dollars on the wrong skincare, always falling prey to those ads that promise to reduce your wrinkles and smooth your fine lines. Working with Rachel, I'm telling you, she is a guide. She takes your hand. She personalizes your entire skincare regimen, really looking at your skin and how it is and what your goals are. She listens to you. And that's the most important part of this journey. It's unlike anything I have ever experienced. In fact, there's nothing out there like it. Rachel is an angel in this world. She will absolutely transform your skin You will reach your goals of skincare, whether it's reducing wrinkles or clearing up acne or just looking good on camera. That's what I need. So head over to rachelvarga.ca and book your one-on-one consult with her. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing that you do for your skin. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode on the Rachel Varga podcast. This is a special episode because we have joining us today my dear husband, Gabriel Varga. Gabriel is a six-time pro world champion kickboxer. He is a huge inspiration to myself and all of the kids that you train and all the people that have been following your fight career for the last, you know, well over a decade. And I really wanted to just kind of hop on here on New Year's Eve and share with you all some of the things that we've actually discovered about ourselves as a couple in this, what I would call very kind of tumultuous year. There's been a lot of divisions, a lot of things that have happened, but there's also been some really neat things that we've learned about ourselves and how we can really make an impact in the world in our own special way, which you can too. So welcome, Gabriel. Thanks for being on my show today. Of course. So tell us, Gabriel, what has been some of, you know, the most interesting highlights for you in 2020? 2020, for me, I think it was a year without highlights for the most part. I mean, it was a a big change in terms of uh, competition, fights, fights falling through, uh, less activity than usual. Because that was your livelihood is competing and fighting on the world class stage. And then, and then lots of uh, teaching kids martial arts programs, but that's been a, a roller coaster with Gym's getting shut down. Uh, we went outside and started doing training out in the parks because we weren't allowed indoors. And then the fall came and it started raining. So we got back indoors. We got about a couple months, I'd say, of training. And then they started shutting things down again. What was that like and... for you? Because a lot of your kind of joy and excitement is through teaching kids in the gyms with karate and martial arts. Like one of the things you mentioned to me was. You just love helping people wake up and feel good about themselves. That was really cool. So what was that like for you, like losing that? And a lot of people I'm sure can relate to this. I'm sure a lot of people lost substantial things in their life during during this period. Um, it's disappointing. There's not really any other words for it. Uh, mostly to me disappointing just because I felt like there was alternatives that could have been made to, to keep things running. You know, safety first, of course, but... There, there would have been other ways to keep things running. And I felt like it was possibly unnecessary, uh, you know, when we're already doing all the distancing within class. Uh, we had kids six feet apart, making sure we're not doing any partner drills, which for martial arts, let's be honest, is not ideal already. 
how do you how do you train and get really good at martial arts without having any contact so it was really solo training we did that for quite a long time but what was it like for you to lose that well i was still doing it i mean i'm just doing it on zoom now which is you know at least at least i'm still the parents of the kids i teach seem very very happy that it's still being offered so the kids are still getting their exercise exercise out, outlet and that's that's really important and just making sure that they they have that ability to follow up with something that they enjoy and they have that consistent routine of still showing up to train even if it's not in person so we did have that opportunity which is really nice nowadays as opposed to whatever it would have been 10 15 years ago where that wouldn't have been an option we'd just all be sitting alone but yeah for me personally it was just uh it was just the whole year being a little disappointing you know not not being able to work with the kids just uh, that's sort of a brightness in my day that um, I know I'm still giving to them, but I can't actually see them anymore mm -hmm. through Zoom. Most of the kids just black their screen up when they're training. So those are some of the biggest things that you lost. But there were also some really cool things that happened this year. So let's just switch gears a little bit. What were some of the things that happened with us that I'm sure people tuning in would be interested to hear how we kind of navigated it as a couple? What were some of the positives that came out of this year for us i mean the main positive is just is just more time together right yeah that that's that's the biggest thing because normally we're both working i, I mean i had less less training camps to focus on i think i only had only had two so i was really probably only training about four months solid of the year and if you guys don't know training camp is what a professional fighter does for about eight to ten weeks to get ready to compete on the world stage like bellator ufc glory one oh there's you know look at the belts behind that, that you've been able to get so we had more time together as a couple we had a little bit more time together with her families mm -hmm. which was really nice also yeah yeah um and then aside from that, it just gave us opportunities to do things that we might not normally get to do. You know, we got to go kayaking a lot more and, and work on the garden, uh, our, our vegetable garden, and just those sort of things. You have quite the green thumb. You really, really impressed me this year. Yeah. So there are, there are lots of things when you have extra time on your hands that you can be like, oh, now I have I have time for that. But at the same, by the same token, you're also missing out. So it's kind of a, a give and take this year. Mm-hmm. Ask me a question. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot, Gabriel. <laughs> um, I guess for you, what was what was the highlight of your year in terms of all the shutdowns? Because you you definitely had a, a successful year and a, a good growth year and all that. So it's connection with people. So what I decided to do this year was take advantage of these little narcissistic bubbles that we were all kind of put in because we couldn't go out and, you know, get get together with people in ways that we had before. So we're kind of at home a little bit more. I definitely took a ton of time for self-growth. Like how many how many sessions did I have with my psychologist year this year? How many mornings or evenings did you notice that I was meditating before bed? And uh, you know, first thing when I woke up, to your dismay by hearing my sneeze alarm. <laughs> yeah. So you probably noticed that I did spend a lot of time with personal growth and yep. I think that there was a really big opportunity for people this year to do just that because the way that we have lived our lives traditionally was completely ripped apart and, you know, put upside down. It's, it, it was 
was pretty uh, crazy year. <laughs> well, you got a lot of growth in a different way because I normally have a lot of online presence already with connecting with people and that grew for me as well. But for you, you're normally in the clinic helping people. But this year, your uh, ability to, because you always say that's the main thing you want to do is help people, right? Yeah. So you had the opportunity to really, really help people from all over the world. I made so many cool friends this year, too. Like Katie Type A, we launched a podcast together. I've had some recurring guests on the podcast, like Leslie Miranda, had JJ Virgin, Dave Asprey on the show, Dr. Anthony Yu, and Trevor Cates. Like, I, I really got, you know, I made friends. I made a ton of friends this year. But I also, you know lost someone too which that was kind of hard as well mm -hmm. so let's talk about something that's a little bit tricky right now like how did we how did we as a couple you can share with everybody how we dealt with division because there was a lot of division that happened this year unfortunately and you don't have to say like the actual words of the events and things like that like we're not going to get like political in this but i feel like we as a couple we were really on board with a lot of the things that were going on we we had similar perspectives on things which was helpful yeah yeah if you if you had different political beliefs or different views on whether all the shutdowns were necessary and what you're going to do with your bubble because you know some some people are just going oh no our bubble is going down to two people and that's all i'm doing for a whole six seven months or something like that and we definitely didn't have you know, we weren't running around being uh, disrespectful to other people, but we definitely, you know, kept in contact with our parents and and our siblings, and um, you know, and you can do that in so many different safe, ways. In so many safe ways. Uh, we have yeah. Forest Street beside us, so I could see it very being very difficult for a lot of people if one person in the couple is going, "Oh, I want to be able to go out and live life normally." And the oh my gosh, one of my girlfriends, Sandy, she has a friend, one of my best friends. Her partner, the guy, required the you know his wife whenever she came home to like shower, completely change all of her clothing before you know if she went out to the store to to then hang out with him. So there were sometimes couples that were very kind of divided mm -hmm. this year, but I feel like we were we just kind of like cruise and actually yeah. got a little bit stronger. Which is we really both cool. had the both had the same outlook on everything. I'd say pretty much from from fairly early on, like, you know, be cautious, but don't be scared. Yeah. And use your wise discernment. That was a word that really resonated with me. And I feel like that's kind of been the theme of this year is, is how can we use our wise discernment? So you guys tune in here on the show to learn about, you know, beauty secrets and rejuvenation and aging really well. And one of the, the things that I really pulled from you was, we have the power within us to heal ourselves, to look after ourselves. We don't always have to look externally. And I know that was one of the things that I really learned from you was to, you know, really tune into my body, pay attention to what my body wants, body, mind, spirit, energy, and give yourself what you need. You don't always have to look externally. I feel like in our culture, we do that a lot. Like we look to the celebrities, what they're doing. And I mean, you have people looking up to you as well for many different things, but what's your perspective on, the power that we actually have to support ourselves. That's just being trial and error for me. So I was probably the same as most people when I first started training really hard and getting really injured. Your body starts breaking down and right away you go, oh, I need help. Who's going to give me help? My doctor's going to give me help. 
and you try that outlet for a while and obviously doctors are very good at what they do but like you've said before they have certain training in certain fields and they're not there to certain various levels of expertise yeah and they're not there to cater to athletes who are coming in with you know ligaments or muscles or tendons that have been injured or you know back injuries so then I tried chiropractics which I had some success with and then athletic therapy and IMS and physiotherapy and just just everything that you can think of and after a while I learned that I need to stop being so reliant on other people because they yes 100% will help you but if you're not going to help yourself on a daily basis if you're just going okay you know what I'm I'm going to push myself push myself whether it's physically or mentally uh, throughout the whole week, and I'm going to go for one or two one-hour sessions. That's not enough to maintain a, a healthy living and to be, you know, the, the person that you want to be. So I just learned that, on top of all the people that I go and see professionally, I need to make sure I'm focusing on myself uh, at home, taking care of myself with my sleep, my diet, um, your skincare my, routine, and dermal rolling. Yeah, that's the one I lack on a it's, little bit more. But than, it's the same thing. It's like yeah. you can't just. I tell tell this to my clients all the time. It's like we can't just live healthily one or two days a month. And the same thing goes with your skincare. you got to be, you know, routine with it. you got to have your AM routine, your PM routine and all of that. And yeah, you just can't really go lax on that because what happens, then you're going to waver. You're going to put on weight. You're going to, you know, not feel so great. The big thing that I learned after a while was instead of going and constantly seeing people, I've even you know, professionally, I go to them when it's really necessary, but I can take care of a lot of things myself now, just because I number one, believe I'll heal. That That's a big segment, I think, as opposed to being down about it, I usually try to keep myself upbeat. And that's very helpful. And then on top of that, with all the access that you have to information now, it's very easy to just take a moment or two, look up what's the best route to healing. This guy googlies everything. Yeah, I mean, if it, <laughs> you, you know, I, I, I pop my knee, I hear a pop in my knee, it's a very quick decision um, look up, is this something that I can heal on my own? Or is this something that I have to go and see somebody for? Should I continue training? Should I be stopping? A knee pop is obviously very severe. But there's lots of much less severe injuries that I've had where you don't really know. And just using a little bit like you, the word you like to use wise discernment, you can really figure out what's happening and how to take care of yourself instead of just always being reliant on other people to heal you once you're injured. Yeah, just injury prevention. Definitely. And, and uh, consistent health. Yeah, absolutely. And I, f- I really get the sense that so many of us are just completely glued to these things, right? 222. We're always looking up um, this, that, the other thing. We're getting distracted from really tuning inwards. We have so much power within us with our body, mind, spirit, energy. We're not going to find it on Facebook. We're not going to find it on Instagram. We're not going to find it on YouTube. So what I've done here on the Rachel Varga podcast is give you access to some of my favorite people, expert speakers, people like my dear husband, Gabriel Varga, who can, can help you from the comfort of your own home. This is the future of health, healing, oneness, all of us coming together, which is actually really beautiful this year. But as you know, what I share here isn't medical advice, it's educational information only. If you think you have a medical condition, maybe don't try and googly everything like my husband. If if you think you have an issue, you should definitely seek some medical advice. But there's so much we can do at home. Yeah, there definitely is. And it's been it's been really nice for me because I've been able to 
take the the fear that I had before and kind of get rid of that when I when I get an injury or I have a question and just go you know what I'll, I'll find the answer and I'll heal and that just makes things so much more positive positive. and I even had a dream that you know about my dream right where and then I didn't have a headache I haven't had a headache since that dream so we some of us do have the ability to actually ask for healing and then be able to receive it and when you receive it it's good to acknowledge that and be grateful for, you know, little bumps and, and growth and just things that have occurred in our lives that are good. And it's, it's, I think important to focus on that and not necessarily just tune into the news and see what's going on in the rest of the world. It's like, it's kind of like stay in your own lane. And do you, would you agree with me that so many people are living their own realities right now? Uh, what what does that mean? Living our realities. Uh, this year, like I've seen a lot of division with people. So a lot of times, people will be kind of on this political spectrum or that political spectrum, and what's right for them is right for them, and there's you know really no telling them otherwise. Mm -hmm. And that's been really interesting to see this year. Yeah, I mean, I think that's normally normally the case. Most people's reality is the reality, and it's hard to bump them out of it. I just say this year, it's been. A lot more negative than normal. How do you mean? There's just been a lot, a lot more negative events that people focus on, and uh, there's been, like you said, there's there's the, there's COVID and all the restrictions, and then there's political uh, disagreements. It's like one thing after another. <laughs> yeah, and people are for some reason this year are very very vocal about everything, and I would say I might be wrong, but I think in the past a lot of times people kept the more political views to themselves. Mm -hmm. Whereas this year, it seems like everybody wants to talk um, out loud point. about it. And well, that's good. And it's good to stand up for for things that you that you support and such. I think it does wear down on other people um, who, who you know are bombarded with this all the time. Like somebody like me, I don't love being involved with the news every day because it's generally just negative. Since when was news actually good for anybody? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is always good. Uh, it is always good to to be aware of what's happening in the world, but at some point it's, you know, take in a little bit of news and, and don't focus on it all the time because it's very easy to get, to, to get down. And like, we never have the news on in the background in our home. No, ever. Well, we, we don't even have cable. We have cable. So yeah, I mean, that makes it easier for us to avoid, but it is there. Every time you log into your email, there's news. And again, it's, it's usually depressing or, you know, oh, another strain of COVID's out, or oh, da, da, da. it's just it's just never anything uplifting. And I just think that the reality for for most people this year has been a lot of that in their face, and it becomes very difficult to stay positive or not to to talk about it. And it is nice sometimes to take a moment to talk about it, but also to remember there's lots of other good things in the world, and and life is is still good if you so don't focus on all the negative. Yeah, you got to look for the beauty. It's like if you are out on a walk and you notice this beautiful tree or this beautiful sunset, there are ways that we can seek out the beauty and the goodness of what's around us. So what are you looking forward to in 2021 for yourself and also for us as a couple? 2021. I mean, obviously the big thing is I'm looking forward to getting back into competition. Cause that's your like main source of income. Yeah. And then I'm also hoping that uh, 2021, we can go out and do a lot of the things that we couldn't do this year. What are, you, we, what are you looking forward to doing the most? Well, I mean, I, I'm, I do miss, I didn't do a lot of travel this year. 
in general and I do like I do like going and doing some some traveling together um I mean a lot of the other things that I'm looking forward to doing are just you know things on our property but again it was a little restricted this year because every time you want to go out it's such slip a slip inside next and, year we're doing a slip inside in the yard yeah, it's just such a process <laughs> every time you go out of, of waiting in line to get stuff because yeah. you can't just walk in so I'm just hoping that things ease off and it just becomes more pleasant to go shopping and mm-hmm. purchase things. I just hope that people end up becoming a little bit less fearful as well. I feel like every time I just walk past someone, either I'll be able to tell that, you know, they have joy in their, in their eyes or not. But a lot of time I'm seeing really like fear and just this lowness. And I'd love to see that shift, mm-hmm. but I definitely think there's going to be um, a subset of people that are just going to kind of stay and they're going to cruise in like their low vibe state. And then other people are going to continue to thrive. So which one do you think we're going to be? Well, I'm assuming we'll keep thriving because we, we didn't really get that down during during the, the whole last year. It's still been good. You still find positive yeah. ways to, to deal with it. So mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I would say everybody needs to needs to do because it doesn't really matter whether uh, COVID, you know, the, the vaccination comes out and everybody's by August or something back to normal or whether this, I don't even want to say it because it would be so frustrating if it prolongs for another couple of years, but it doesn't matter either way. You should still enjoy life during that time and not just be like, okay, we're waiting till August till the vaccine comes out and everything will be back to normal and then I can start living life again because... That's just, that's still a long time to wait to be happy. So, yeah. And it's almost like people are really looking for one thing to like look for and get hope for. And this is something that we're seeing with what you just mentioned. I'm not going to say that word because I actually like don't say those words on my shows. (laughs) But as you probably have uh, noticed, if you're a longtime listener, but there's so many overlaps, right? Like people are looking for external rejuvenation procedures, external skincare products, you know, what this person is doing, what this person is saying, and looking for their joy that way instead of looking within. So do you, would you love to see more people kind of looking within for ways to provide hope and joy in their own lives? Yes. Do, do you think it's going to happen? Well, I think, I think, a lot of the people who already are still happy during the t- during this time have already been doing that. They do that all the time. And uh, if you're somebody who's been struggling over the last nine months, so a lot of people have, especially yeah. young moms with with kids. Yeah, then I would say it's it's a good time now to try and make some little changes, so everything's a little bit more positive in your life. And um, yeah, there's always there's always so many ways that things can get better, but there's always so many things to look at on the flip side just be like wow we're so lucky mm-hmm. because even in the last nine months it's been difficult but i mean imagine trying to compare this to a virus a hundred years ago they say there's every a big virus usually every hundred years or so so this, this is, is like new a, stuff guys this is just like a <laughs> oh darn it we kind of have to sit at home and isolate in our in our cushy north american lifestyle we can still get all the food we want well um, that's not true a lot of people have experienced extreme poverty no well, I was gonna- and actually starvation right now and have lost everything because of what's happened but not so much in uh in our world like right not not in our circles um I, that's very very much the reality for maybe other other people outside but i don't know in our family we lost a on my side we actually lost a relative to 
a fentanyl overdose, unfortunately. One of my relatives needed to be hospitalized. We couldn't see my great aunt in the hospital. She was alone. Like, I'm not saying, I'm saying there's lots of bad things, but I'm saying compared to 100 years ago, we are in probably the cushiest time ever to deal with this virus and, and this experience. Whereas, you know, before it would have been, we don't, we don't have the means necessarily to, to stop interacting with others mm -hmm. so the virus would spread a lot more as right now we have the luxury of living in our home and having food delivered to our home and we have so if many you have money for it if you have the money for it <laughs> yeah that's a completely different conversation yeah. because the shutdowns have hurt a lot of people financially they hurt me financially very badly um, without being able to compete but um, i mean aside from aside from the financial aspect which is hard to overlook of course but it still is a very cushy situation in terms of what it would have been like a hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. So again, you can focus on every bit of negative. Like I've, I've said that in a number of interviews and a number of talks so far, I could go around every day and focus on how much money I lost out on this year. But I think it would be number one, very negative thing to do. And number two, what's the benefit um, of perseverating on well, the negativity? And number two, like you said, compared to the loss that a lot of other people have suffered. I don't feel like mine's enough where I should really be harping on it too much. It's disappointing, but I still have a job and I still got to fight once this year. So there's lots of people who are much worse off than me, of course, but still in general, it's not like we're, you know, fields, cornfields have shut down and we have no food or, you know, we have to stay inside and five members of your family are sick and people are possibly dying. It's not that type of virus. So I say still look at the positives. That's just generally what I say in, in, in general to people is there's lots of positives if, if you focus on them. Mm -hmm. There's lots of negatives, which you can focus on too. But if you focus on the positives and you're still happy when you wake up and you're still living your life, it becomes a much easier time to get through. You said something really cool when I asked you a while ago. It's like, what are you missing out the most on? Or actually, I think the question is, what brings you the most joy in your life? And I love having Gabriel on the show. You really are an inspiration to many and you have done a fantastic job at putting out a ton of content for people who can't work with you in person on your YouTube channel, the Gabriel Varga official YouTube channel. If you want some good fitness and nutrition tips in there. But one of the things you said was, I want to help people wake up and feel good about themselves feel as good as I feel. Is that what I said? Sure. Well, yeah. that, what does that mean? Tell us a little bit about that. That was just, I can't remember how you got that out of me one time, but I was just saying it's nice for the kids classes. I think, I think we're referring to those. Maybe I want the kids and the students that I teach to wake up in the morning and feel like I feel in terms of I'm happy to wake up. I'm happy with myself. Uh, I'm confident in myself. I'm proud of myself. And, and just to start your day off with that feeling where, you know, it's not like I wake up and I go, oh, yeah, I'm awesome. Pat on my back. I just I wake up and I'm happy. And You're the I, most humble guy ever. You're yeah. never going to say that. No, but, but I do. But I do wake up and feel happy to be getting up. And I don't like, oh, I have to go and worry about these people who are har harassing me or teasing me or. And even if I get people online who, you know, there's always people who say negative things that I'm confident enough that I'm doing good stuff and confident enough in myself that it doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. And it, it's just, it's just the nature. You're always going to have people who, who don't like you, who don't this, uh, who try to be mean to you. There's always going to be somebody. You could be the most liked person in the world and not everybody's going to like you, 
but if you're happy and confident in yourself, it doesn't bug you. Yeah. You just go about it. So I just wanted kids in my program to go to martial arts, to, you know, have the exercise, the endorphins, which make them feel good uh, when they finish a workout, to be confident at school, uh, confident in standing up for themselves if they ever need to. Um, you know, not somebody who's going to shy away if somebody if somebody's trying to pick on them and I'm not saying go and start fights. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> confident enough to stand up for yeah. yourself. What would you say about that time? I was in grade eight and there was this uh, young boy came up to me. His name was Jared. I will not say his last name. And he said to me, Rachel, you are the ugliest girl in the world. And I kicked him as hard as I possibly could in the shin. Was that was do you think that was a, a good response? No, probably not. The one that I would that I would say if I've, I've had people who have tried to insult me and tried to hurt my feelings, I just to me it beca- it's kind of a, it's kind of a joke. Yeah. Because I'm happy with who I am and I'm confident in who I am and I see them trying to hurt me or other people trying to hurt other people as vulnerability on their side. And that's usually how I perceive it. So mm-hmm. if somebody comes up right. to you in in that sense and they're they're calling you ugly, I would go there's either one of two things, either they liked you, <laughs> yeah, that's which, which which is possible. People, you know, young boys don't know sure how to didn't, express though. themselves, and they're just trying to get a rise out of you, get get noticed, or they're just trying to create hurt somewhere else, which generally means they they they're hurting themselves some way. Right. And if you recognize that, and and you know that, and you're confident in yourself, then the words just kind of bounce off you, totally, and it doesn't become an issue. So that's just what I was referring to with that that. Uh, kids program and then it got me thinking about the youtube youtube content and, and when people send that's how you've been giving back this year is really creating some beautiful content for people yeah so when i give them the content and then i get the nice comments saying, like at home is, workouts and yeah this tips. is brightening up my day or this is giving me inspiration to go and run or to stay fit or whatever it does it's it's nice to hear those things and and provide a little bit of confidence in people's in people's lives because that sometimes all it takes is just a little boost and you're like, you know what? I feel good about myself and all the other stuff in the world is, is not going to get me down. And that person who said that mean thing to me, or, you know, somebody who swore at me when I was in the car, when I was passing, you just kind of let it bounce off because mm-hmm. you, know, you're like, you know what, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good things in the world and I'm trying to be a good person and I'm happy with who I am. And then all the other stuff just kind of becomes fluff in the background static in the <laughs> static in the background yeah that's it. yeah um one of the things that i kind of learned to unpack this year was to not be surprised in our reactions and also the reactions in others because people are kind of like on a bit of a knife edge right now can kind of go either way <laughs> that, was, that was that was hard this year even for yeah, me that was hard um, this year. just because i'm good at dealing with with people being rude or anything like that, or, you know, people not loving you, but when you have somebody in your life that you thought was somebody who's quite close to you, and then all of a sudden they, they start acting really weird and really different and you try to help them, but you can't because something's just switched in them. Yeah. They're like literally stuck in their own reality and there is no way of bringing them out of that to help them see, to have them see your lens. And sometimes that's okay. Like, stay in your own lane sometimes right yeah and and for me again in, the, in this one it was you know you do a little bit of self-reflection you look and go like oh have i been doing something wrong and mm-hmm. then you sort of assess no i mean i'm i'm doing good things i'm trying to be a good person and then you just go you know what maybe it's time to just unfortunately uh, move on from this relationship and 
that's something that I had to learn about this year. It's, it's not fun, but you know, I'm sure lots of other people in the world have experienced uh, have experienced this during the last nine months. You know, you have somebody you usually spend time with, and they have different views than you on one of the many one of the many of divisive the many topics things. this year. <laughs> yeah, one of the many many things that have happened, and yeah. it's just it's just not working between you anymore. And it's probably just a good time to to move on from that, unfortunately. And that's hard. I mean, that yeah, was a maybe, bit of a trauma for both of us. Yeah. And we maybe things will, will switch in the future and we'll go back to a little bit more normal where people are more relaxed. Oh gosh, and... stop saying that word. Normal. Yeah. <laughs> the new, seriously, that is. I don't like the new normal. I that just... is probably like my top trigger word right now. <laughs> oh, just back to the, the way things and people used to act a little bit yeah. more. Most people are pretty much the same. But there, there have been some some uh, individuals who have just not taken the the whole situation, the whole it's been hard. change up. Yeah, it's, it's been, been hard. really hard on them, yeah. and it's hard for me to judge because you know, for the most part, life is is the same for me in terms of waking up and who's around me and such. So, if I was on my own, living on my own, and all of a sudden the people you normally hang out with can't come over, and you're spending much more time solo and isolated and such, that would be probably a lot more traumatic yeah. but for, for for us i mean it's everything same as normal <laughs> same group of people around us in in the home and yeah we kind of live non-traditional we actually like live with a pretty lovely family unit here which we're really it works for us which is yeah. great um i wanted to kind of ask you about something that we did yesterday we actually looked at my vision board so vision boarding i want you guys to do this for the next year and we're going to go to the craft store we're going to pick up some poster board and some magazines and we're going to do our vision board for this upcoming year and what's really interesting is when you kind of write certain things out say for example you're making a goal for yourself for like q1 q2 q3 q4 what are some of your personal and professional you know achievements that you're wanting to 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 get done this next year and when you write it out it's almost like it implants itself firmly into your subconscious and unconscious and I think that there's some power to that I did actually a little poll on my Instagram this morning and about I think it was like 30% of the people that answered my question, do you do vision board each year? said, yes. So a lot of people aren't doing this. And I really think that we're at a, a very interesting time where it's almost like dreaming and manifestation. It's kind of ours for the taking. You might not hear a ton of people talking about this, but when you kind of shift your reality to a way and you're is in resonance with things that you're wanting to draw into your life, you're going to have a higher chance of drawing those things into your life than if you just kind of cruise and just accept whatever comes your way. What do you think about that? Hmm. We're very different in this way. I recognize that. Yeah. Sometimes opposite opposites attract. Yeah. I mean, my career has been so different than the path that you set out on your career. You're, you have everything planned out. You have goals, you have deadlines for, for things. Whereas for me in my career, I've been successful just starting off and just going, Oh, you know what? I want to win one of those titles down there. One of the belts behind you. One of the small ones. How down, many belts? Yeah. One of the small ones down low, which I first started off and, you know, I want to win that. And I want to win one mm -hmm. of the other ones. Baby steps. And I never thought about anything past that. So I was, instead of, you know, looking far, far ahead, planning, a lot of people ask me that, oh, what point did you know you were going to be a world champion? 
and I never really knew. I just took it step by step, win one fight. Okay, now I want to win a BC title. Once I won the BC one, okay, I'll go for Canadian, then North American, and then, okay, I'm turning pro. Uh, let's start with baby steps and take, you know, get, get one of the less high-profile belts, and then I won that, and then bit by bit it just led, led to the biggest one, and none of that was planned out, none of that was boarded, vision, vision boarded or mapped out. But, but you do a lot of visualization. I do visualization for the upcoming fight, mm -hmm. but I have planned out a YouTube episode, which I'm looking forward to filming. It's going to be a very in-depth one, so I've been a little bit shying away because I don't quite know it, the, the, the shape it's going to take yet, mm -hmm. but basically talking about how to stay motivated for people. And one of the things was making sure you have your short-term goals are very important. I think they're more important than your long-term goals personally, because I feel without a short-term goal, you have no steps to get to your long-term goal. Right. So I was more of a short-term goal person, but I do suggest to people to set short-term goals and long-term goals mm -hmm. and, and to come up with, with the, the smallest little goals from something like, Oh, I want to get slightly better just at, at my running time, or I want to be able to do this many chin-ups or whatever your goal is to, Oh, I want to win my next fight, which is a little bit more substantial to things like I want to be a world champion. So I do suggest that, but I didn't follow that myself. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's important for people to, to have those sort of things sort of set out because it does give you, it provides you with inspiration when you wake up. Like I'm doing this for, you know, whatever, am I going to try and meet, reach a goal today or I'm trying to do something to reach a goal in a month from now, or this is all for a goal two or three years down the road, whatever, whatever works best for each person. Everybody's individual. For me, the big long-term goals they're too far away and they're too it's too abstract. They're too distant. Yeah. And I just, yeah. I'm like, well, by the time I'm going to get to the world title, I already have to do all these other things beforehand. So it's hardly even worth focusing on the long-term goal because it's just too distant. I just need to focus on my short-term goals and they'll get me wherever I'm going to go. We're so different in that way because yeah. I will have that long-term goal and I'll recognize that all those little, you know, short-term baby steps that happen along the way, are going to happen in just the right way. That's just right for me at exactly the right time. And that's actually kind of cool about us. The fact that we are so different, like you actually keep me grounded. You really get life, which is amazing. <laughs> and, you know, you keep me in check with making sure I'm exercising and, and eating well. And I keep you in check with, you know, making sure you're looking after your skin and all of that. It's, it's really neat how, if you are in a couple to look at how you have maybe integrated your personal and professional lives together a little bit more, like you've been a massive help for me this year. We don't have to get into details on that, but it's actually been really cool kind of working together yeah, on a couple of projects. That most people don't do, which I feel like they probably should Okay, um, within couples is work to help the person achieve the, the strengths that you have. Mm -hmm. But I think a lot of people are are scared in relationships of, I don't know, whether it's from society saying like, no, you can't tell your wife or husband to do that. Or whether they're scared of the, the lashback when you tell somebody something that they need to work on. But you do it for me and I do it for you. And because we are opposites and everybody has something they're going to be stronger at. Mm -hmm. So I think it's a good idea for people to to help to, you know, you don't just tell your partner, your partner like, oh. You have to do this. You explain to them why. You explain to them why you're good at it. And and you you tell them like, oh, I think you can really do this too. And I'll help you along the way. And yeah, we've been 
very good at that. Um, you help me and I help you and, and it works out for better for both of us. So what would you say are like some of our strengths and weaknesses that we end up being able to kind of blend together to create like a really great unity? Um, for myself, I'm very, very dedicated day to day. I'm very aware of what has to be done today. And I don't really think about too much into the future, mm -hmm. uh, which has its ups and downs. I've, it help, it's helped you uh, a lot of times, you know, remember like, oh, it's very important that I eat properly today and that I work out today. Um, but then I'm not good at the long-term stuff. So you're good at reminding me a lot of times that it's not always just about today. It's good to look forward and, and plan out and have the long-term goals. So um, I think, I think those two complement each other really well because I'm not a good long-term person. I think you are more of a, a long-term person in, in terms of looking ahead and sometimes forgetting about just the moment right now. Like what should I do right now to make myself as healthy as possible right today? Um, as opposed to focusing on down the road and then yeah and, yeah and for me i'm i don't always look down the road and you're good at sometimes pushing me like okay you know what your youtube channel won't be good right now it won't be big it won't explode right away but you know put time in and get it started and it'll grow eventually because without you pushing me to start my youtube channel i probably would have never <laughs> never started it so i definitely did yeah i thought about i bought it the camera i got that started for yeah. you and then once you finally had the Stand. gear, once you finally had the gear and everything, then I was going, oh, okay, well, I might as well at least try and start. And it still took me a long time to pull the plug and actually get and the first episode filmed. Speaking of plugs, that's been your outlet this year, which has been great. And my outlet's been the Rachel Barker podcast, connecting with so many of you all. And it's like the testimonials that have come through. And by the way, if you haven't left a review on the show Please subscribe, hit that bell notification so you know when I go live here on Facebook, YouTube, subscribe on the podcast and leave a review with what you've enjoyed learning about this year together and what maybe you'd like to learn a little bit more of in the future. And it's just really great because when we get those comments from you for you on your YouTube channel and then also here on the, the show, it helps to kind of motivate us to continue mm -hmm. to do more for you. One of the things I will kind of um, mention, and I do want to say this publicly, is that I hate doing celebrity plastic surgery reviews. But for some reason, y'all on YouTube have this guilty pleasure of learning about what celebs doing, what, what work they've had done. And it's so interesting. And then on the podcast, it's almost like a little bit maybe more of that personal and professional development type crowd it's really really fascinating i don't know why that is but well, it's just because people like but i'd rather talk about like body mind spirit energy stuff yeah but people want to know what what the celebrities and the people in the world we look up to what they're doing yeah makes sense like what are they doing because what they're doing i want to do or if you <laughs> see somebody that doesn't look good what what are they doing so i can avoid that <laughs> and i have the same thing too i have things i love filming on my episode or my, my youtube channel but they're not usually the most uh most viewed viewed episodes at all like the ones you put so much work into it you're like yeah. oh this is awesome this it's is gonna like be the really best important one. it's to gonna me. it's gonna cause my channel to explode and it's what i'm passionate about sharing and then yeah it gets hardly any views <laughs> in comparison to other ones where i just throw something up and I'm like, holy smokes that one just got yeah. ten thousand views why why i didn't think that that was just a little side episode that i filmed to just yeah put some space in and that lower eye big one is like over seventy thousand views now yeah so you just you know you the main thing at the end of the day is you're still 
you're still helping and giving people like I, I love a couple of the YouTube guys that I watch. Their content has just made me laugh and yeah. and taught me so much. Peter during... McKinnon's hilarious. Peter McKinnon, yeah, that guy <laughs> like, is one of the main yeah, reasons that I wanted funny. to start the YouTube channel. I learned pretty much everything off him, and I'm going, man, this guy has just brought so much joy to people. So even if it's not, some of his episodes teach a lot, and some of them are just goofy. Mm -hmm. And some of the goofy ones are my favorites. And he might go like, oh, I'm not giving any content, but it brightens your day up. So yeah. Yeah, whether the the information is exactly what you want to share, you're still sharing some, bringing some brightness into people's days and they get to see your face and yeah, sometimes that's enough. Yeah, we definitely are content creators, both of us. And that has been one of the outlets for us that has really kind of kept us in check and kept us motivated and, you know, really given us something to do this year, which is fun. And it's it's been really really kind of exciting for us to sort of do some things together. All right. So we are going to wrap things up here. I just wanted to bring Gabe on the show and just give you guys a little bit of a behind the scenes of what things have been like for us as a couple. We definitely got into some, some of the nitty gritty here. And I'm really looking forward to this next year because I do feel like this year has brought us closer than ever. Like I kind of understand you a little bit more. You understand me a little bit more because we had a lot more time together mm -hmm. than we typically do. And it'll just be neat to unpack our future strengths and weaknesses and how we can continue to really balance each other out. And I'd love for you to kind of have that conversation maybe with your partner as well and identify what your specific strengths and weaknesses are and how you balance each other. So that was a really cool talk we had the other night. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Communicate, have some really interesting in-depth talks with your partner and see how you can kind of build each other up or with, you know, one of your closest friends. Um, if you aren't in a relationship and are looking forward to that, or you're totally cool with, you know, being on your own and roaming the world and enjoying this, you know, beautiful human experience. Any closing words? No, just everybody. Well, I guess, yes, <laughs> everybody <laughs> just stay positive. Mm -hmm. uh, about everything that's happening, whether we, you know, Reese doesn't like it, but whether we go back to normal in in two months, three Never months, be a same. year, two years, whatever, whatever it is, as long as you stay positive and you still enjoy everything, then it doesn't really matter as much. Yeah. What 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 happens? Yeah. And my final words is, if you haven't listened to a couple of the interviews I've done with Leslie Miranda here on the show, she is a psychotherapist and. We talk a lot of, uh, about bringing awareness to mental health issues and how we can continue to like grow and understand ourselves a little bit more. I really think that that is the key opportunity that we've had this year is to be within our narcissistic bubbles and figure out what really lights us up, how we can be creative, how we can cultivate those practices to really become our most grounded, centered, balanced, and aligned versions of ourselves so i just love being transparent with you guys here bringing my husband on the show and sharing some of the ways that we've been able to do that together and hopefully it's going to give you you know maybe something to talk about with your partner and your loved ones in the next year so have a great rest of the day everybody happy new year let's put a hard stop on 2020 let's move into 2021 i look forward to continuing to take this journey with you guys if you have any questions be sure to reach out to me at rachelvarga.ca i am available for one-on-one -on -one sessions to talk about what you can do at home and in the clinic to really optimize your skin and help you look and feel your best 
And then Gabriel, your YouTube channel, the Gabriel Varga official YouTube channel is a really great place to go if you're looking for some at-home workout ideas or some diet nutrition tips. And 25% of the viewers here on the show are male. So be sure to check out my hubby and some of the great stuff he's putting out there and be sure to subscribe, hit that bell notification and leave a review. I'd love to hear from you. Give me some ideas for some videos and interviews that you would enjoy learning about. So, so much love to each and every one of you. Thanks for taking this journey with me this year. I cannot tell you enough how grateful I am for each and every one of you and you know the amazing clients that I've been able to meet this year through one-on-one sessions in person and online. I love you all so much and I'm sending my love and wishes to you and your loved ones at this time. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Happy New Year. Bye.